Citizens Climate Lobby is a grassroots environmental group working to influence congressional leaders to create a bipartisan policy to slow climate change. WFB correspondent Sarah Vaughn spoke with two volunteer lobbyists from CCL's local chapter to hear about their efforts to pass legislation that would create a national carbon fee and dividend program. Local citizen lobbyists Robert Midas and Richard Durison say a carbon fee and dividend policy proposed by Citizens Climate Lobby will be a game changer for the environment. Midas is a local lawyer and law professor at Indiana University's Marr School of Law. He and Durison volunteer for Citizens Climate Lobby. Midas says he joined CCL's lobbying effort because an issue as large as climate change requires a large, collectively driven solution. I kind of realized that no matter what I did personally, you know, if we recycle and use less plastic, we have two Priuses and buy solar panels for our house, it's still not going to be nearly enough. Durison is a retired Indiana University astronomy professor. He is CCL's primary liaison to Republican Senator Trey Hollingsworth. I've been concerned about climate change for decades because as a planetary scientist, I knew about the greenhouse effect and I knew what we were doing and I knew it was going to cause trouble. And I remember talking to people in the 70s that use of fossil fuels was a problem. By the turn of the millennium, I was... You know, I pretty much was in despair about anything being done about it politically. Over the past decade, Citizens Climate Lobby has advocated for a carbon fee and dividend policy. The policy puts a price on carbon at its source, then gives that money back to American families. Supporters say it will not only level the playing field for renewable energy, it could spur technological innovation and infrastructure development. Durison says he first heard about it in a talk Midas gave a few years back at Bloomington's Unitarian Universalist Church. And when he described the policy, I thought, wow, uh, might have the right politics to get past and was to scale to the problem. The problem is global, it's huge, and it permeates our, our economy and civilization. You can't just do one thing. You can't just insulate your house and and then say, well, we're done. You've got to deal with it throughout the economy. Uh, I got involved because this was the first idea I'd ever heard that seemed possible to get passed politically because it it had conservative elements as well as, as liberal elements. Midas points to the tremendous external costs that come from carbon-based fuel production. Those external costs are absorbed by society, and he sees that as an unfair advantage for energy producers. We're living in a world that we believe needs a quick solution to climate change. Um, And with rising temperatures and rising Uh, emissions and CO2 and equivalent emissions of methane and nitrous oxide and sulfur and HFCs, etc., we need to put a cap on it. CCL's carbon fee and dividend policy made it into proposed congressional legislation in 2018 as the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act, but the act didn't make it out of Congress last year. This year, CCL's policy has made it into House Resolution 763. House Resolution 763 would shift the cost to carbon-based energy sources to level the playing field between fossil fuel and renewables. Durison says it starts with a fee on carbon. You put a price on carbon emissions, 
you assess it at the point closest as you can to the point of extraction of the fossil fuel. You have the fee accelerate uh, over time. So it starts at $15 a ton of, of CO2 emissions or equivalent if it's some other greenhouse gas. And it increases by $10 a ton each year. The idea is that imposing a really large price, the kind that's effective in switching us away from fossil fuels, would be too much of a jolt in the economy. The idea is to do it gradually, but unrelentingly. And it also allows businesses to plan. They know what's coming once you've established the fee. So if we decrease the carbon-based emissions, then the fee base goes down, and eventually we're moved over um, 100% is our goal to renewable energy sources. Durison says the fees would then be returned to citizens as a dividend. And the idea of that is that for households, they would start getting checks every month of a few hundred dollars that would help buffer some of the increased prices for products due to the rising cost of, of energy and carbon products but it would benefit the lower and middle income uh, families. It would more than offset the the increased costs due to the fee. That way the money is kept in the economy. And the the whole idea of this kind of approach is that you're trying to correct an error in the market. The market is not pricing fossil fuels in a way that's consummate with their cost to us. So the idea is to impose this cost kind of artificially from the outside. It's important to keep the money involved circulating in the economy so that you're not distorting the economy itself. A third part of the proposal involves creating a border adjustment for imports and exports. Goods going out from the U.S. would get some rebate on the fee if they're uh, sending goods to a market that does not have an equivalent price. And similarly, coming in, if goods are coming into our country from a country that does not have an equivalent carbon fee, then the fee would be assessed on that product based on on the emissions involved in producing it. Midas says some other countries are already using a carbon fee similar to CCL's proposal. I would point to British Columbia and other European nations. Uh, British Columbia is right next door, and they've done it for over 10 years. In a statement published in the Wall Street Journal in January, over 3,000 U.S. economists publicly said they support a carbon tax. Co-signers to that statement include four former chairs of the Federal Reserve. But Congress is proving tougher to convince. CCL launched a lobbying blitz in June that put more than 500 citizen lobbyists on Capitol Hill in search of new co-sponsors for House Resolution 763. The group says the effort landed them 15 new co-sponsors for the bill, but none from Indiana. And so far, they're all Democrats. Midas was part of that effort, meeting with Bloomington's representatives, Senators Todd Young and Mike Braun, as well as an aide from Representative Trey Hollingsworth's office. I mean, Senator Young, five years ago, six years ago, if you remember, wasn't really even acknowledging openly that there was a climate change problem. His conversation has been very uh, open with us and very respectful. And while we have not gotten him or Senator Braun or Representative Hollingsworth yet um, to sign on to the bill in either the House or the the Senate, we do feel like we are far closer uh, to that end. 
and they understand and they're very respectful with us in this discussion. According to CCL, the House resolution now has a total of 59 co-sponsors, which it says is more than any carbon pricing bill has ever had. But the bill will need support from another 159 representatives to pass out of the House. Both Durison and Midas say carbon fee and dividend legislation will pass eventually. Midas says he's willing to keep lobbying until it does. People ask us, why do you keep banging your head against the wall? This isn't going to happen. We say, no, it will happen when the time is right. We're trying to make that time that is right sooner rather than later. Citizens Climate Lobby is planning another lobbying push in Washington this November. Locally, a raft of volunteers works to keep carbon fee and dividend legislation in the forefront of legislators' minds through emails and phone calls. For WFHB, I'm Sarah Vaughn. House Resolution 763, the 2019 Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act, is inching closer to gaining the 159 co-sponsors needed to pass out of the U.S. House of Representatives. Since its report, the number of co-sponsors has risen from 59 to 65.